Welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. As usual, I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we'll be talking about cellular telephones, um, smartphones, flip phones, uh, everything that that topic includes and, and what, or no phones or no phones or landlines no, phones. no cell phone at all and uh, help, to help us, us discuss, discuss this, this topic, topic we have a special guest here today he's a he's a very funny guy he's produced his uh, own uh, independent tv pilot recently um, and his name is Nikon Hemati hey how's it going how's Thanks it going for having me of course yeah um, Nikon's sister i studied in france with that's right. Uh, I guess almost, uh, was that, nine years ago? Jeez. Yeah, that's uh, hard to believe. God, but, yeah, that's crazy. And, uh, weird and wild stuff. It's weird and wild stuff. Um, but yeah, and then we got to know Nikon through his sister, Katayun. Um, who we just call Kat. Who we just call Kat. It's much easier. It is much easier. Yeah. Um, although, do you call her by her full name ever? Uh, rarely. I refer to her by her full name, but I just call her Yoon, actually. Yoon? You call her Yoon? Yeah, yeah. Does anybody else call her Yoon? I think one of, I think Sarah O'Doherty does. O'Doherty. Yes, O'Doherty. Uh, but I think, I think it's just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, does she call you something else? She calls, she has some nicknames. She calls me Pecan, which is cute. Um, <laughs> That's funny. What about Nick? Does anybody call you Nick? I think my parents actually call me Nick. And I say I think because they have thick Persian accents. So I can't tell if they're calling me Neek or Nick. But I think they're, they're going, it's somewhere, it, it lands somewhere in between. Oh, oh that, they disagree. They disagree with <laughs> they you, Nick. All right. They we're disagree. already off to another. Uh, that's another, de- that's for another <laughs> debate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does anybody call you Nikki? Like nobody call me? calls me Nikki. Uh, Nicholas nobody calls me Nikki. Nobody well, calls no, me Nicholas. Nicholas. Is, ooh, there's traffic outside. Yeah, All right, we get it. We get it's it. not Nicholas yeah, or don't Nikki. Like Nicholas either. Um, we'll just we'll stick with Nikon. Yeah, we'll stick with Nikon. Um, cool. So before we get to our uh, main topic today, we have a, ooh, a, bit, of a bit of station station business. Um, so we have a show coming up, a big show this Monday. Uh, September 18th, 2017. Um, it's the inaugural uh, edition, of, edition our of our comedy and music show called Vintage Basement with Max and Nikki. It'll be a monthly show uh, every, every third, third Monday. Monday of the month. And um, it starts at 9 p.m. We got a great lineup for this first one. We got TJ Miller, Aparna Nancherla, Joe Firestone, and Matt Ruby, um, plus and- a possible special guest. And that will be at under St. Mark's Theater um, in the East Village. In East Village here in New York City. In New York City, um, I believe it's at around it's St. Mark's Place and like First, First Avenue. Avenue. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. I'll be there. Uh, N- Nikon will be there. And by the way, if you're listening and you're like, "Oh man, I I, I got to get a ticket," well, you better get one soon because it's on the verge of selling out. Um, we just checked the numbers yesterday and. It's getting really, or two days ago, we were getting really close there. So uh, it's not a huge theater; it's more of an intimate setting, which is oh, yeah. We we like that actually. Get your tickets while you still can. Is, I still gotta get point. mine. Thanks oh. for the warning. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, we'll talk to you about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, do we have any 
anything else to say? Anything else? No. I guess uh, Twin Peaks is over already and Game of Thrones is over, so we have nothing we, to say on yeah, those topics. We usually debrief about the gotcha. last episode of one of those shows, yeah. but our whole last episode was about Twin Peaks. Gotcha. But I, I tell you, you guys, what'd you guys think of... So, okay, before you say anything... I'm just watching season two for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Snap. So overall, do you like do you like this new season or what? Um, at first, I had mixed feelings about it, but the more I think about it, and the more how much, how, the more I think, wow, this is just such a mind bender, you know, of, sure. of a show. I think I really actually enjoy it. I appreciate it a I, lot more because I, I like... It really is like a piece of it's art. It's very thought-provoking. Like a piece of art in a gallery where you're like, <laughs> right. oh, what is this mean? multiple interpretations and there's no way to actually ask the creator, unless you know him personally, what he's trying to say with this. And that's what I like about it. It is like there's there's no wrong or right answer or wrong or right interpretation. Right, and it's... Um, I think a lot of... It'll uh, incite a lot of pe- a lot of college students to write essays about it. I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, We've, then you know yeah. it's going to be a success. Yeah. So it's kind of a departure from the classic Twin Peaks. It is. Right? It's, it's a, a bit it's of a, a it's, a, it's its own entity. I think yeah, of it yeah. as. Although I think the whole Twin Peaks as a whole is also it's an entity within an entity because With, within a world within a world because you do need to watch, or you should at least watch. The, you know, the original fr- series, the original series, and the, the movie, movie and the movie before you get oh, to the movie too. Yeah, there's, there's a movie. There's a movie, it's a prequel, which was a prequel to the the first. But series. you got to watch the oh, movie. No you have to watch the movie after you watch the series. <laughs> it came out after, or else you won't understand oh, gotcha, things gotcha. in the prequel. All right, all right, it's all right. an interesting thing like that. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually one of the scariest I, movies. Uh, no shit. Well, my I older mean, brother says he he thinks it's the scariest movie he's ever seen. Really? I don't know about that, but. Definitely, like it is really. There's scary. some scary stuff for sure. Okay. I'll check. Uh, very Lynchian for sure. Very Lynchian. Very weird. But definitely watch that before you get to the third series. Uh, the third. All right. So the stomp. order is seasons one and two, the movie, and then season the three. return. Yeah. yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will do that. What do you think about the original series so far? I l- I love it. I think it's. I don't know if it's intentionally. I find it to be really funny. Oh, oh it no, is. it's intentionally it funny. It okay. It's very funny. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. And Del, I, Cooper, Del Cooper is hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just so many little, like, subtle, just moments yeah. of hilarity that... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it just makes it so fun. It's also kind of like a, um, you know, it, it's like a, a soap opera gone wrong a little well, bit. Well, it, right. it's supposed yeah, to... Yeah, that was the intention originally, was that, oh, we're going to do a, so, a primetime soap opera, but we're going to do it in a David Lynch way where it's sure. going right. to be it's like a dynasty weird or, or Dallas but you know that's actually uh, what Mulholland and Drive was supposed to be it was a failed pilot originally gotcha. so they decided to make a movie out of it instead I think that movie is so overrated oh really, really? that's my favorite oh, David Lynch I, I movie like are you it's really? so fun to try to figure out I don't know here's the thing I actually don't like I've seen a lot of his movies I don't really like his movies but for like there's something about him that I just love oh like, he's just like, <laughs> hey I understand that actually yeah. completely and I, even though I like some of his movies I wouldn't say any of his movies are my favorite movies of <laughs> right. all time. Although Twin Peaks, the original series, is one of my favorite TV shows. It's of a all great time. show. It's a great um, show. Yeah. But his movies, but I, it's there's something about him and his style that I really appreciate and respect. Sure. And he's really, it's interesting that he's this director. It's an anomaly in a way where he's this very weird 
experimental director. It's experimental director. Oh, it is. Uh, (laughs) He's this experimental director who somehow broke into the mainstream. And that's like, he's the only one. Can you think of anybody else like that where his stuff is truly bizarre and it's not like... Well, I mean... This isn't really I mean, Terrence Malick, kind of, but John you know. Cassavetes was kind of the he, you know, the the beginning of independent film, and he sure. became big for that reason. Yeah, but that anyway. that that's but his storylines are you know, they sure. find I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just uh, spitballing. Yeah, they're not like experimental in the same way. They're they're not like right, but they're unusual for mainstream film. Though. You know, back in the yeah, day. yeah, but that, I think that more fits into the indie. Trajectory. Sure, sure, sure. Trajectory. Yeah, of course, of course. Almost avant-garde with David Lynch. Yeah, avant-garde. avant-garde it's, with, it's avant-garde with David sure. Lynch. Yeah. David Lynch is. Yeah, it's it's very interesting that nobody. Yeah, there, I don't can't think of any mainstream director that I, I'm trying to think too. Uh, yeah, but like I mean, you're right. Who'd you say? Um, Terrence Malick. Terrence Malick. But oh, that's right. more. Yeah, I guess the, sort I guess of. Terrence oh, Malick, yeah. I guess I mean John Waters. Like even though like. But, those, but are his, still, his, those are still, there's like a definitive story. And yeah, also, they're a bit weird. It's campy. You yeah. know? I but mean, even those, like, even when he got more successful, his movies became more, or less, you know, auteur in a way. Totally. You know? yeah, um, so. what's, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's his name that wrote uh, uh, Requiem for a Dream? What's his name again? I mean, oh, that's not, that's a... Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. There's a storyline there, of course. Darren Aronofsky, but there are... Aspects of it that can be seen, you know. Mm, yeah, it's still a, not really. I mean, I'm just trying to say somebody that might come close a little bit. Just you know, like when the. But it, it's what we're saying is David Lynch is very popular in a way, you know, and right, it, it, he's been nominated for Oscars, right, for being such a weird guy. That's <laughs> yeah, so interesting, yeah. you know. It is, it yeah. is. But Mulholland Drive, I just feel like I, I don't know. If you have to read several essays in order to understand the point of a movie, it. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm well, wrong with that. But. Oh, here's the thing. No, here's my argument against that. Is that... Or not even the his, point. His, like, what was going on at any point well, okay. of that movie? But I think... Uh, without film, reading about film, it. Film, especially uh, David Lynch's films, should be experienced, at least on some level, uh, uh, viscerally. And so it's, it, sure. you should have a visceral reaction and it... Because he himself, David Lynch, is very into transcendental meditation. Right. Um, you'll notice that quite a bit in the new series of <laughs> gotcha. Twin Peaks, where he'll take a long time on like one shot, almost like painstakingly long. Sometimes I like I appreciate when directors take their time with things, but sometimes it's like okay, let's let's move on. But he's really about experiencing even one shot as full as it possibly can be experienced, you know? And so that's, uh, I guess that's the way you have to approach. I think that's really the key to David Lynch is just like, you, you have to, you have to almost take a step back and, and, you know, understand that you're not watching a traditional narrative. Right. Don't try to figure it out at first. I mean, exactly. Well, yeah. While you're watching. Right. Although, you know, it is. And yeah, there, the thing that what I like about it is it doesn't, Especially with this last series, uh, I'm not going to ruin anything for you, but it, um, you don't, of course, there could be multiple answers about what it's about and everything, everything. but I think the greater themes at hand actually are, are in, his, in trying to interpret those things, you actually discover the themes at hand that are 
interesting topics actually to discuss. You yeah, know, it, I, his his themes are more important than the actual meaning of the story. Right. You know. Right. 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 And that's what's an interesting aspect. Totally. About it. And I think part of my frustration is, you know, I first watched Mulholland Drive in college. I was a film studies major, uh-huh. and um, so was our older brother. And it was just this whole. I don't know. I had to. I, I guess I had to go through it. But like, as a film student, there was this sense that there was so much more to what I was watching than there actually was. So uh-huh. I, you know, the, the, it was just this whole period of overthinking every single film. I understand. That I, I was watching. I get it. It's like you're a college like, student, so like, yeah. yeah you're so you're just overanalyzing everything, sure. and then you and then you come up against something like Mulholland Drive, and you you don't even know where to begin, and it's just right. the whole frustration of it all. Well, I guess um, what I prefer the most is like sometimes with the Coen Brothers, where it's aesthetically pleasing. Superficially, it's like uh, there's something to be gained from just experiencing the movie, just on an enjoyment level, but. If you actually want to dig in deeper, there's a lot of underlying themes. Sure. So it works on a multi-layer. Actually, that is sense. Uh, Coen Brothers like Bar- actually Barn- have a unique style. Barton Fink, Barn- for Fink. instance, sure. is sure. not. I, it ends in a very. You've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. It ends in a very uh, ambiguous way. I'm not even. You know, I'm still not sure exactly what it means, but you can kind of gather. You know, it's open to interpretation what you want. But there is a storyline throughout. There is exactly. a storyline, but and that you- kind of breaks down towards the end. Like you're not. It's like, what is happening here at the, exactly at the end now? Right. But with Mulholland, there's no point at which you know where you are. Sure, right. No, no exactly. Sure. Well, right. there's a significant part where you're like, oh, what actually just happened, you know? <laughs> like, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then the Coen brothers, have you guys seen A Serious Man? Yeah. yeah. I love that I movie. Seen I've actually seen... Uh, um, I've only seen, I've only not seen two Coen Brothers movies. I think I've seen almost all of their movies. I, I think I, I haven't I, seen The Lady Killers and Intolerable Cruelty. I haven't seen The Lady Killers. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I've seen Intolerable and Intolerable Cruelty. But I was, what I wanted to say about A Serious Man was I read somewhere. So that first scene takes place in like I don't know some Russian Jewish town like 200 years earlier right uh-huh. it has nothing to do thematically or, or or in any regard to the rest of the movie that you watch right and so i read that they just put it they just shot that scene and put it in there to set the tone for the movie oh <laughs> that's really? it that's, that's so, so interesting. weird <laughs> yeah that is interesting that's very interesting yeah um, well, I guess, you know, it's like... Do you like that movie? I love that. That's one of my favorite movies of theirs. I think it's one of their oh, really? most underrated movies. Interesting. Yeah. My favorite movie of theirs... Actually, it's one, it's might be my favorite movie of all time, is The Hudsucker Proxy. Oh, yeah? Very underrated movie of theirs as well, actually. I need to give it another chance. Uh, also, one of my favorite comedies of all you time. You might not like it then, huh? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I didn't love it, but I, I, you know, I'll give it another chance. Right. Uh, I mean, The Big Lebowski is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Yeah, as, as, is, as it is mine. As I mean, it is actually a lot of people's. Yeah. Anyway. It's Which is why I hesitate to say it. I'm one of those... I like, know, I know. You don't like to conform. people, yeah, I hate exactly. conforming, too. It's, it's an yeah. innate thing, and, and I, that's actually... We'll talk, we'll talk about, about cell with phones. the cell phones. <laughs> right. I know we're kind of haven't gotten there yet, but we like to go sure. in tangents. Okay, cool. Fine. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's also because it's a point of pride of mine that like I liked Big Lebowski before so many other. Sure, you know, yeah. and it's like this the you know the standard hipster thing, but it's like it's true. And when you see something like that blow up in popularity, you're 
you know, you're happy for that piece of work or for, you know, the artist or whatever, but, but it's not there's, yours a, there's a significant, yeah, well, you I guess that part of intimacy. It's that you know, intimacy. It's like, oh, this is my own little thing that nobody else right. knows. It's like, oh, this is my It's secret, like, um, you know? Joanna Newsom, actually. She, uh, you know, I don't know if you know Joanna Newsom. I know of her. She, she's so not she's on Spotify. Music- I tried, tried listening to her on Spotify. Or maybe really? she is now, but she wasn't. Really? Well, she's her. this musician, harpist, you know, um, I remember first being introduced to her when I was in 10th grade and I liked the songs, but I didn't like her voice. But then I was reintroduced in 11th grade and then I just loved her voice uh, from then she on. She's a very unique voice. And it's I told kind of all my friends in high school, kind of, like, so. you got to listen to this, this girl, Joanna Newsom. And everybody kind of was like, ah, she's not, you know, whatever, you know. And then she blew up in like 2006 with the release of her second album, which was really great. And when I came home after my first semester of college, all our friends from high school were in love with Joan and I'm like, I was telling you about this Did beforehand. Did they give you credit at least? I mean, may, I can't remember. <laughs> but and yeah. I was like, in, in that sense, I, it, it wasn't my own anymore. And I sure. felt like, oh man, I even tried to get you guys to like it before. And it's not right. until everybody else started liking it that and you see the crowds change and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the worst. Well, it, the yeah. worst is when you see the crowds change at the shows. Right. Yeah, it was actually. It, it's also well, part of it is also when like, yeah, when you when you tell people like, hey, this person's great, and they didn't believe you or something, and then later right. on they're like, oh, and it's like, hey, I t-, like with Conan O'Brien. Like, I remember we were younger. Our older brother was really into it, so by virtue of that, we were into it. Sure. And we were like, oh, he's the best talk show host on late night TV. And some of them were saying, no, Jay Leno is or, or David Letterman Some is. of our younger friends. Some of our, right. you know, and this was maybe in like fourth, when we were in fourth grade or something like no, that. No, no, no. I mean, in middle school, like, oh, in middle that's school. when people would, our, our, the rest of our friends would start watching late night. Sure, right. Oh, right. That's right. I remember, actually, I think it was sixth grade, but or even later, but... Um, and now, uh, I'm sure if you have a discussion about that, people are like, oh, yeah, Conan's much better, you know? Much better than Jay Leno. Like, nobody would say Jay Leno. Yeah, is. but even, <laughs> right. even before that whole situation, I'm sure, like, especially when Conan, like, really rose to popularity, right, you know, but even before he had The Tonight Show. Sure. Um, I think people at that point recognized, oh, yeah, yeah it was, he's the that first, was, first I'd, I'd say that's, that was his peak, really, in popularity, because now... Yeah, I mean, right. Not to say he's over the hump or anything like that, but um, yeah, it's just you know, yeah, it's just that actually, there's there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of late night shows now too. That's yeah. another thing, you know, right? Um, but it's also you know he's on basic cable now, so sure. it's like uh, uh, which is where he started, right? It was no, no, he was oh, on. Oh, you're right. That was yeah, yeah. He was on he NBC. Was on the late, yeah, the um, later, um, the later slot. But anyway, yeah, um, I mean, but I yeah. actually think you know Conan was, and there's certain comedians like that too, like. Uh, our favorite comedian, besides our older brother, is Arj Barker. Uh, he's absolutely hilarious, and he's not quite as po- he's very popular in Australia, but not yeah. quite so much in America. And I wonder, you know, how I would feel. I mean, I would love for him to get popular in America because sure, I yeah. think he really deserves it. Um, and it makes me kind of upset when I see certain comedians make it big that I'm, that I don't think are as funny or haven't worked as hard as Arj Barker. And, sure. Um, but yeah, I might feel that same feeling if he ever got popular in America where I'm like, <laughs> right. oh man, I liked him first. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't feel like... Hey, I think Zach you're on Gal- record saying it. Yeah. You're on record saying it I'm on record right saying now. it right yeah. now. I think Zal- Gal- Zach Galifianakis was That's a, a funny comedian. Example. And I think he 
even though he's popular, I'm like happy for that. I think that's great, actually. Yeah, but there is. I have a quick Zach, Zach Galifianakis story. So I went to UC Santa Barbara, and um, there's this street called State Street in downtown Santa Barbara where all the college students, you know, get drunk on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at this crowded bar, really had to pee, and there was a line to go to the bathroom. So I went across the street. This is before I had any idea of like ever wanting to pursue stand up or anything like that. Um, and I go to this like relatively empty bar that was having a comedy night Mm -hmm. and, um, I just run into their bathroom. There's some like drunk dude on stage. It's like a terrible, just asshole, just performing like the worst comedy, like, you know, like the stereotypical, terrible, drunk, sure. Amateur comic. I go to the bathroom and, um, pee and to the, to the left of me at the urinal is Zach, Zach Galifianakis peeing. And I like at this point he had only done have you out cold have you seen that movie I, I, I know, know of it. Yeah, he's I know like the guy it. that keeps falling asleep and that's right. all I, I didn't know he did stand up or anything like that I was like <laughs> oh dude you're the guy from out cold right and he's like yeah yeah just waiting to go up um, it's my buddy's birthday so I let him I let him do some time on stage and I was like oh <laughs> so that's why that guy is up there that's funny uh, so that was my Zach Galifianakis moment before he blew up oh but, wow. like I don't even know his name at that point. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember he, he actually he was really it. blew up when we were in France because the Hangover came out when I was in France because we saw it in France and it was called a very bad trip in France. Ah, interesting. Huh? Um, um, and uh, by the way, actually, you know, Zach Galifianakis was an actor before he became a stand-up comedian. Actually, oh, is that so right? He was trying yeah. to pursue acting. He was trying to pursue acting. No way! I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, uh, Anyway, uh, let's, let's get on, on to our actual yeah, topic yeah, at yeah, hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, we could talk about comedy for a long time, and sure. um, but uh, we are uh, we're going to save, we'll save that for, for another, another time. Episode. Yeah. Um, so this topic is uh, cellular phones. Yes. Um, how do we feel about them? What are the advantages, disadvantages? Yeah, just how do we feel about them overall? And uh, I, it should be known that Nikki. And me, Mac, and I, Max, do not have we do not smartphones. You, we do not use a smartphones on the reg, as people would say, uh, as smartphone users might say on the reg. <laughs> not uh, all smartphone. No, users. no, no. We don't uh, use I them. You were talking about Reagan for a second. We, we don't use them uh, regularly. We we uh, we don't use them as phones. Right. Okay. We, we, we do have it. one specific one we keep at home for Instagram and gotcha. promotional purposes. Promotional purposes for social uh, media. Gotcha. Um, but we use a flip phone in our everyday lives. Yep. And uh, it should also be mentioned that our older brother, Brent, doesn't, has never had a cell phone in his life. He's never owned of one. Of any sort. Of, of any, any sort. sort. He's only had a landline in his, his house. But he's technically... What, uh, what generation? How old is he? What, he is 30. Right, I see what you're he saying. He just so, turned 37. Oh, okay, we, so he's not yeah, that old. Yeah, I think he'd be fine. Not that old, yeah. No, no. Um, but no. I think he was in a generation right before, you know, when he started stand-up comedy. Yeah, smartphones didn't exist. Cell phones did, sure. obviously, um, but it but, wasn't necessary. I, I think if you're starting, well, I don't know. It's interesting. He he got relatively successful, you know, before before smartphones. Before smartphones Became yeah. like a standard thing in sure. the industry, maybe, or I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's a good place to start, though. So, when did you guys, uh, uh, did we talk? So, I do have a smartphone. Right, yes, right. Nikon, Nikon has a smartphone. I mean, it's not obvious, but I do have a smartphone. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Nikon's um, one of the sheep, is what I'm trying to say. No, I, have an, I have an iPhone, and um, 
So I actually... It's funny he pulled it out just now, even though we can't... Well, no, we, I, I was going to like say the, the model and all that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. I don't know what it is. It's like a seven, I think. Um, or maybe it's whatever. So I was very lo- reluctant to get my first smartphone as well. <laughs> very reluctant. And that's like why, a testimony, like an infomercial. That's why... <laughs> Uh, so when you, I think we talked about this first a year ago, and I was just fascinated and really excited by the fact that you guys don't have right, a smartphone. Right, right, right. And um, and I felt kind of a kinship because I fought so hard and, and long against. And against another, the uh, just to point something out, um, our mutual friend Sarah Dar- or Darity. Yeah. She actually, for the longest time, didn't have a smartphone, and we were kind of had the flip phone club. Actually, we kind of <laughs> called it. Uh, and then she finally got one and we're like, we actually, it spawned an idea for a little funny video we made actually, <laughs> Okay. where she comes in <laughs> with a smartphone to this flip phone club and we're all on our flip phones and we're like, what the hell are you doing? And then she leaves and she comes back and attaches two <laughs> smartphones together to look like a really <laughs> big flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway. Um, but Sorry, yeah, so when I first got my smartphone, okay, so the, the first of all, the reason, I was, I was stubborn up until the very end with my flip phone, my last right. flip phone. Uh-huh. Um, it had broken a couple times, and I, I literally just used duct tape to keep the thing together until one day I flipped it open to answer a, f- uh, a call, and the face of it just flew off. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was, at that point, it was almost like more of a hassle, like, you know, going to the phone store. It was almost more of a hassle, or I don't know. I was at the point where it would, it would, it was like a dollar for me to get an iPhone. So I was uh, like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what all this is about. Uh, I've got a related story. I've got a related really? story myself. So, oh, but continue with yours, and then I'll and then we'll just. I, all I can say is that every time there's a new, like a new upgrade or a new version of a phone or anything like that, or let's just put, let's just use that specific example. When I went from the flip phone to my first iPhone. I was mesmerized by its beauty. It was just like something, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it was, I mean, it's like a drug. It really is. Oh, the iPhone. Yeah. Well, it is very sleek looking. It's a sexy. In the much way, when I got of- my, my MacBook Pro from my old PC, I was like, this looks new. This looks like the future right here. Right. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah, exactly. and, and we're recording right now on it, this podcast. Because it, it has so many functions, you know, we record our music on here, you know, it's, sure. it's great. We make videos on here, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. It's a tool. It, so, it is a tool. So it's it a tool st- when you remember it's a tool. Right. It's and a tool it should, when you remember it's a <laughs> tool. When you remember yeah. it's a tool. And it should be stated that Nikki and I are not anti-technology. We are very much into technology and we use it on a, on a daily basis for sure. But we are anti-us owning smartphones. Gotcha. So it's more us. of a self-control type of it's, thing? It's also what? a stubborn thing, really. Sure. Let me tell you, so let me tell you my experience yeah. with, so okay, um, go ahead. I'm going to, you know, this phone I have in my hand that uh, listeners can't see, which is a flip phone. It's a Samsung sort of flip phone here. And um, I owned the same model uh, for a couple years before this, and in April of this year, this same exact thing happened. This the split phone, this the flip phone broke in two. The face of it broke off, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's the end of this phone." I went to Target and Best Buy and even the T-Mobile store to see if I could buy a flip phone, and none of them actually had one available. Um, 
yeah, that I could use, you know? And so I was like, well, what do I do? And at first I picked up this smartphone that my sister got me for <laughs> Christmas two years ago. And that the one that we use for, use for promotional pur- yeah. purposes and, and also we use for square. Personal, for promotional shows. purposes. And, um, sounded kind of funny. And I picked it up and I was like, is this time where I really actually use this now? And I picked it up and I thought, I can't do it. I just, this doesn't feel right to me. I, I feel gross, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, I got to get this same phone. So I looked on eBay and found <laughs> the same exact model that I had before of the flip phone and bought it on eBay for like 35 bucks or something like that. <laughs> nice. And um, uh, can I relate a similar story? Um, just because we're Please. sharing stories, this is yeah. this is, and we're we're relating these stories because we have sentimental attachment right. to our flip phones, which has to do with, uh, which is a big reason why we haven't switched. Right. To our and, and, so, my first own personal, Nikki and I in high school shared a, a flip phone. Just it was like to call, you know, in the beginning it was to call our mom. To Actually, it wasn't a flip phone. It was just a Nokia. That's right. Uh, that's right. It wasn't a flip brick. phone. It was a. Brick, a yeah. It was a thing. Yeah. Um, but by the way, kids these days don't realize how much fun Snake could be. You know, on on <laughs> right. on Nokia. I, we right. see, yesterday we saw some guy playing like this racing game on his phone. We're like, it looked really it cool. Looks but cool. We're like, remember back in the day how much fun we had just playing Snake? That yeah, was fun. Absolutely. And these games today, I know I sound like an old guy, but they seem so overwhelming. And they seem like, like there's too much going on on the yeah, screen. Yeah, I don't know how they do. Like, I mean, it I'll looks fun. Watch. I gotta say, I, 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 say. I, I get overwhelmed by those by those kinds of games. Well, yeah, that that's a whole other topic about video games in general. Oh, where God, that would yeah. that's a great topic. But let me just get on to my story here. So when I first owned independently my own cell phone when I went to college, 2006. I got my own cell phone. It was a T-Mobile. Oh, no, T-Mobile was the Samsung. It was, it's a Samsung phone. Um, and I had it for straight up 10 years, actually. I, uh, I just, it was almost like I kept it because I was like, I, I bet I can keep going with this. I, I'm one to not buy anything unless I absolutely need to. And I actually don't like... See, the problem I have with, self, with smartphones is like, I don't like people telling me I have to get something, you know, when I don't have to. I, I just have a problem with that, you know? Yeah. Um, and with my laptop, I actually need, you know, they were not updating uh, Windows XP anymore, so I needed to get a new laptop. And, uh, and it's been a very useful tool. But anyway, I had my cell phone for 10 years. Uh, and just to really, uh, really another story is, when I was traveling in France uh, in 2000. Uh, the summer of 2011, I had my, this is this very same phone, and it just, I do have a sentimental about it, uh, you know, attachment. emotional attachment to it, because I was traveling in this, on this one French island, I was bike riding with my, plat- I put my luggage at this one place for the day, but I had, I was carrying my, my camera and my cell phone and my wallet in this plastic bag, and I was bike riding throughout this island, and you know, for a while it was just like going up, you know, mountains and whatnot and what it was. And finally I was just, you know, there's one really steep mountain. I had to, you know, push the bike because I couldn't ride up it. And for some reason at that moment, I decided to look down at my bag. I don't know why I decided at that moment to look down at my bag, but I realized there was a hole in the bag. And I was like, oh crap. Also, by the way, later that night I had to, 
use my phone to call my friend to stay with him, him and his grandmother in the south of France. That was my only contact with him. I didn't have his, you know, other, I didn't memorize his phone number. And I looked down at my bag, there was a hole in it. I was like, oh crap. My wallet was in there, thankfully. My camera was in there. My phone was not in there. And I was like, oh no, where is my phone? This is my contact. I don't know how else I'm going to get in touch with him. I walk back about 50 yards, and there is my phone laying on the ground. Wow. And I was like, oh, so you were we will lucky. never part. You were lucky you, you, you looked back. I at looked that down moment. at the bag at that moment. Why yeah. did I look at And so I just, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going to, you're with me till the end. <laughs> and uh, about a, a little over a year ago, uh, my phone kind of was breaking a little bit, and I kept having yeah. to super glue it back together. At a certain point, the super glue got a little too chunky, it like hardened too much that I couldn't put the battery back on. And uh, I just could, I know I'm taking a while, Mickey, but basically I was like, crap, I think this is it. I need to get a new, I need to get a smartphone. And then I looked online, <laughs> part of it was like I didn't, I had all this information on there too. I looked online for 15 bucks, I was able to get a new cover and everything for it. And I basically opened up my old cell phone, got, Basically, whatever it is, the chip in there, the motherboard or whatever. Yeah. I re- reattached it to the new one that I bought. And it's basically a Frankenstein phone now for me. <laughs> and it's still, it's, it's got the heart of the old one. Yeah. But it's, an, it's a new body. And it's, it's, Robopo- it's Robo-Cop. a robo, robo, robo phone. Robo phone. And I don't know, I just had this attachment to it yeah. in, in a way. Sure, yeah. Um, and as I said before, I kind of just don't like... This idea that people are telling me you have to do something yeah. when it's, I don't have to, you know? Yeah. I mean, again, I'm the same way, you know, when it comes to bands and movies and all that. Um, when, when something is very popular, I'm reluctant to, to get on board with it. <laughs> but since, since getting my first iPhone, it's been a pretty undeniable, um, yeah, just positive over for the most part positive presence in my life and i would say that um actually that's not fully true i yeah i mean i have i have the same problems everybody else has but i i'd like to think that i have a little more self control do you are you one of the types in in the subway yeah looking down at your phone like everybody else um so i like to read on the subway sure okay and i like to i prefer like so I prefer to read something that's, you know, analog Ta- or, yeah. <laughs> tactile. Yeah, paper, paper, tactile analog. Yeah, paper, paper based. Paper based. Um, but like things like, I don't know, the New Yorker and shit like that. They right. Have, they have an app for it so you can just read it on your phone. So, yes, I am often um, looking down at my phone, but I, I consider myself to be, I, I you know, Five steps above the people who are playing Candy Crush and those kinds of games on the. And it's funny because I, old people will be playing these games. I yeah. you see these old like you know we live near Chinatown. I see these old Chinese guys playing these games on their phones. I'm like, I it's like it depresses me. It it's depresses like these are, me to see people like just wasting their lives away. And you know maybe who who am I to say that you know reading an article is a better use of your time than i mean you know some people right, just so, need to take a load off or whatever right, right, so but it is it, a thing where like it's like a a weird uh you know future like in like like a fahrenheit 451 kind of thing or or like a brave new world kind of thing where 
technology has taken over so much that even old people are are playing video games on phones. Like it, it, it's almost as if any representation of past entertainment is becoming defunct or or some somewhat to a degree well, it's not just that, that I where, it's, where like even older people are not appreciating I mean you you see it sometimes obviously people reading on the subway but the more and more I see old people playing Candy Crush on their phones the more and more I feel like oh we're losing touch with uh, the outside world yeah, in a way but you know? I here's where I feel very ambivalent about it I, yes, I, I mean, I see it all around me. I'm guilty of it a lot of the time, just like the frivolous use of just st- stupid shit on, on your phone. Sure, yeah, yeah. But that's just a reflection. That uh, It's not the phone's fault. It's our fault. We are <laughs> no, shitty. Uh, of We're course, shitty. of course, and of course. Yeah, so I but think... It, I guess that's the problem I, I guess I have with that phone is uh, it's my associations with that kind of a phone. It's not. It's much less the phone because... Don't get me wrong. I think it's a very convenient. I understand the conveniences that, and uh, we've used like, it for I, convenience. I don't understand how you guys get around without like some kind of digital map. Like, how does it? Oh, how did we do it before? All the time. We, I mean, yeah, we look up so, it before, but like now, I don't have to worry about. Like, I don't have to map out where I'm going. Right. We I, do actually so write down directions, before directions we leave. Yeah. Now, with and that, we said, have there have got lost two days ago. Actually, there have been a couple times when it was like. It was really frustrating. We're like, God damn, I think we got to settle down and get a smartphone. Sure. But I just ultimately am so... Uh, you just ask people around you and you're like, sure. oh, do you know how to get to this street? Totally, and totally. If human, you, human one in five people are, are, is actually going to know where it's, right. it's part of. Is, it's you know? just kind of this idea of in the, in, while we're trying to connect ourselves to the world more... We're actually disconnecting ourselves, connecting Absolutely. ourselves. When I'm outside in the real world, I kind of want to be uh, um, unburdened by right. by technology. I, I'm in the outside world. I'm trying to live my life. I already get enough of technology while I'm at home. Sure. Because we so use the internet a, a lot. Here's an know. interesting dichotomy. I find that it's very inefficient. I think it'd be hard to argue. It's it, it's inefficient. Your, your guys' way is less efficient. Absolutely. Right? I totally agree. And I value efficiency but why do i value efficiency because i'm constantly being bombarded by messages that say yeah time is money and like exactly how are you filling up your day are you are you being efficient are you doing as many things as possible as you as you possibly could with your day and i think that that the phone is the messenger of a lot of that allows you to do so it's like a vicious cycle right and that's a problem because and and uh people don't take their time thinking about one thing at a time. That's, you know, when they're, especially when they're on their phones all the time, they're not actually to think about anything. They're trying to turn off their minds. And well, I understand. That's under- a general, you can't, so. I, I understand. Yeah. That is a general yeah. thing, but uh, I think, uh, you know, we don't, ref- I, I mean, I'm making a generalization, of course, but in general, I think, I think, I think we're stronger. not reflecting on. Right. On maybe personal problems, and we're not experiencing the spectrum of emotion sure. as much. You I know? think a stronger argument that goes with what you're saying, with your, you know, what your overall argument is that uh-huh. forget. Okay, the the people that are playing Candy Crush and sure. spending ninety percent of their time on Instagram or anything like that, 
just the, the the function of the phone is to constantly remind you that there is something going on going on in the phone exactly so that that is distracting you from your actual life and from, and, and from just the the, play, sure. the space around you and so distracting like, you from uh, human interaction i'll give you an example of well what you just said actually nikki was even stopping and asking somebody for well, directions. No, 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 but Max, I've actually that, created an interaction. I, I know, but if it's and actually, a potential for meeting somebody. But if it's it's actually somebody I know. One girl, the that one girl. That one, the one. <laughs> if it's actually somebody I know, like a friend. Sure. I've had this happen on multiple cases where you're talking to a friend and they start looking at their phone and they stop listening to what you're saying to them. Sure. I remember ta- talking to a friend, this is a few years ago, actually. Um, it was actually my, it's actually seven years ago. Um, I had a panic attack toward the end of my senior year of college. Um, and it was a serious thing where like I couldn't move any part of my body for a while. Like I hyperventilated, like the EMTs had to come and I couldn't move anything. Um, you know, Max ran over to my apartment, see if I was okay. And finally, the EMTs I literally came. ran to his apartment. I knocked on my, I just didn't think to knock on my friend's door who had a car. I just, in a weird way, I was like, oh, I don't want to bother. I, knocked, <laughs> I don't know why. I, just, I knocked on my he's roommate's sleeping, door, yeah. and he, I, I woke him up, and he's like, he's like, okay, I'll take you to the hospital. And then at a certain point, I couldn't move any part of my body, and he's like, okay, wow. uh, we can't actually get you in a car. I'm going to call, like, you know, EMT or something, uh, something like that. And yeah. um, they came, and they just helped breathe me through it, and, you know, I just needed to get carbon monoxide flowing through my body, my blood again. And it slowly, after a few hours, I was able to move parts of my body again. Um, but anyway, it's a serious thing because, like, when you're in that moment, you're like, oh, my God, am I going to be stuck like this forever? Am I not going to be able to? <laughs> yeah, um, and it makes you panic more. Um, so cut to, like, a week later, I'm telling a friend this story. And this is a serious story I'm telling him. <laughs> yeah. And halfway through the story he goes into his phone starts looking at the phone and like at at a point i just stopped talking and he doesn't even notice that i stopped talking yeah that's the worst and then afterward he got off his phone he's like hey nikki sorry what were you saying i'm like ah it's not important like yeah that's uh, at least for you it's not important you right know? And, and that's so. that's where it comes back to like it 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 brings a lot of shitty qualities out of people that that are already there, though. That's the thing. <laughs> that's true. That Look, are already fr- there. Yeah, I mean, we're getting to know the real person. Sh- and maybe that's not. Maybe your friend isn't like a truly terrible person or sure, anything sure, like sure, that. Sure. But no, he is. No, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, joking, has, I'm joking. I'm joking. He's I'm susceptible joking. to distractions and or whatever it is. I haven't right. talked to that person in a while. I suppose what one I suppose what one could do, and this is an argument for <laughs> smartphones, yeah. um, is. Turn it off during the day, and then when you absolutely need it, just turn it on. Like if you need directions to replace, turn it on, then yeah. turn it back off. Yeah, um, that's just it. How about this? Does it bother you when some, like, if you sit down for dinner or something, and somebody puts their yes. phone on the table? So yes. We, be, having <laughs> been in the in the the food industry, yeah. I working I as a hate, server. Uh, I server. hate. I hate. First of all. You're like you. It's an extra I, thing to worry about. Where you're like, okay, uh, am yeah. I going to spill wine on this? And I'm phone like, that's I actually don't care. Thing? It's your fault. You're putting yeah. this valuable piece of technology in your. Interesting. Because for some reason, you feel it necessary to be present during your dinner time when you're talking with somebody. And that's another. So not only did we notice that, but I think having served in, having been in the food industry, we also notice 
a lot more how many people are on their phones oh, yeah. not talking to each other. Yeah, actually. absolutely. Okay, so but aside from being servers, like when you, if you sit down with a friend and he, and he or she... I hate that. I still hate, I hate it. it out, yeah. Is this like... <laughs> so I, so do I, you do it? I do it. I do it. And I'd like to think that I'm doing it because I just like don't like having things in my pocket when so, I'm sitting. So I, I like to put, it, put them on the table. And I usually put it face down, but sometimes face up. But... I get that. I get that. You know, I, I don't... I'm not the kind of person that's going to stop in the middle of a conversation and read text. Or sure, right, like right. But I do see how it is. Uh, it is a bit rude. But uh, it's a, to do it's that. it's more of like okay, the person bring your food. It's like it's stressful uh, for them. It's to stressful not. because sure. you're supposed to maintain this, which is a whole other thing we talked about in a previous episode about this weird social contract of the server having to be impeccable and not human, basically. And <laughs> right. it's like, well, you're putting this thing, this obstacle in my way, and I'm trying to make your time very good. But it's like you have this valuable piece of technology that if you cared more about it, don't put it where it's food susceptible to getting food and yeah. drink on it and yeah. ruining the phone. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of... But that's you a, mentioned a point where you money. didn't want in your pockets. That's actually another reason why I don't even necessarily like having a flip phone on me this is why I actually stopped using a wallet, so, wallet altogether is I don't like having, I don't like carrying anything. Yeah, so I don't right. carry I like to be free. I like to have, be unencumbered. Um, I don't like having my pockets stuffed with things. And um, it's just, it's a better feeling. You feel freer to just be walking, you know, through the streets without Definitely. anything on right. you. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of funny that, and also having this old flip phone, nobody's going to want to take that or anything. Uh, it's kind of like there's an old uh, SNL s- sketch where uh, Phil Hartman's promoting this car that <laughs> he's like, it's uh, uh, impervious. That's the right word, right? Uh, impervious to getting stolen because it's a terrible car. <laughs> it looks terrible. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and nobody like, would want to steal nobody it. Nobody would want to steal it. It's <laughs> yeah. really funny. It'd be like if somebody tried to rob me, they would say I have a smartphone and they'd be like, oh, okay. Keep your money, like a flip phone. You, yeah, yeah. you don't, you can't even afford a smartphone, <laughs> right? We don't. I'm not gonna take your money. Sure, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, right, yeah, right. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> they put like certain things in the car to make it seem like you're even poorer or something like that. <laughs> right. It's like it comes with this too, you know. Yeah, I have this like shitty gaffer's tape on the back of my phone. I feel <laughs> it makes it look pretty ugly, you know. So sure, that's sure, my sure. kind of mitigation against theft. But our our uh, our friend in San Francisco. To keep people away from his car, he put gun magazines <laughs> in his car. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's great. I know. Right? right, right. So I guess ultimately what I'm trying to... For me, though, uh, yeah, here's the thing. As I said, the argument can be that you could just turn your phone off. Sure. You don't have to be one of those people. Part of it is there is an association with that, that kind of phone that I just almost And I'm afraid like, I would become one of those people. Well, actually. I'm not afraid, but I know that I'm sure, strong-willed. Sure, to a degree. I'm strong-willed. I know that I wouldn't become one of those people. Maybe I would. I don't know. Like, I used to not text at all, actually. Right. And then... I was the same way. Uh, I refused to I refused text. To I don't text. know why. I don't know. I mean, well, I, I, was, I, guess, I, I do know why. It's like, it's less personal. It's less personal. It's, it's like, less, less be, be more but confident, now, too. It's like, it makes you afraid of confrontation, But too. now I can't stand it when I get... To, well, you know, there's certain people I love talking on the phone with. But sure. unless you're one of those people, it just seems like a waste of time to to, like... First of all, a waste of time, and interestingly enough, I consider it to be inconsiderate a lot of the time that you're you're making me stop whatever I'm doing 
so that I can pick up the phone and have a conversation with Oh, him. I gotta disagree on that there. <laughs> I know. It's like, because, then don't pick up I'm, the phone. Because I'm in the middle. Yeah, but then there's this pressure. I don't know. Yeah. It, yes, don't pick up the phone. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I do. But um, in, in right. fact, right. actually, that's an insane thing for me to get pissed about, but yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's your fault. In fact, yeah. I, I don't even like, uh, I don't like texting with my family members at all because I have a closer relationship with them. Sure. And for me to text with them seems so impersonal, in, in person, impersonable and impersonal. Am I saying that right? I, impersonals. Impersonable. I think. Uh, I think. Oh no. So like. Yeah. Not, sure. Not yeah. Personable. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. You're um, right. You're and right. and it just seems unfamiliar, actually. And so sure. I, I feel like, oh, I'm. I, my mom will text us sometimes, and we're like, oh crap! Mom, I just gotta call actually, us. I don't want. I don't want to like. <laughs> be on a texting relationship with you. That's weird for me, you know? Like, right. I have I grew up not having that kind of relationship with you. I don't want right. to start that. Like, our older brother, he doesn't have a, a cellular phone, and I, we talk to him on the phone almost every single night, actually. That's awesome. And um, even if it's just to say, hey, I'm going to sleep, don't call me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because we'll wake each other up sometimes because um, we all go to bed really late. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but it's nice to have that relationship where I have to call him to tell him, hey, don't call me, I'm going to sleep. If yeah. he ever was like, you know, inclined to text message me that instead, it'd be like, it, it wouldn't carry the same emotional weight or nostalgic feeling, I guess. Definitely, definitely. Um, right, so I didn't start texting really until... I guess I went to France and like it was actually cheaper to text. That's right. Um, it, yeah. it was actually a cheaper thing to do that. Uh, but also after that, I was doing a, my musical and my cast kept texting me all the time. I was like, Ugh, I guess I guess just got to get on board with this. I suppose it's just easier. That's usually to send how a mass happens. text out. Although I would, if they were showing, it up, is a good thing actually. Yeah, that's in support of a text messages. Is you can send mass text text. Mass it's texts. like sending a, a message. Send, like sending a CC an email, like to or sometimes uh, I'll, I'll do this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of someone, but uh, you know, someone I haven't seen or talked to in a long time. But at that very moment, I can't call them, and I'm likely to forget that I was thinking about that person. So I'll just send them a quick text, and be like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, right. just like as a like a nice, interesting, you interesting. know, reaching out, right? Thing. But for me, I actually will remember. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's or the difference. For me, I'll text maybe, myself. Maybe I have a terrible memory because of cellular. No, but phones. May, I, I don't know. And maybe I, I maybe, think that that's a, or smartphones. But maybe maybe I do forget though sometimes or, too. I, I'm just saying. I was just saying that as an argument. Or, I don't yeah, know yeah. If, I would, if I'm but, afraid to forget, I'll text message myself. Actually, text message myself. I'll text message things myself to do. Yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, you know, call dentist or sure. like get. Floss. I'll I text myself ideas yeah. actually too. So ideas yeah, yeah. About so I mean, yeah, forgetting things is universal, but I definitely think that smartphones have really messed with our our ability to mem to remember things. Sure, sure. Mr. Softy, by There's the way, Mr. Softy. Uh, so yeah, so like I have a terrible memory, and it's because I think a lot of it is because I rely. I know that I can count on my phone for things, you know? Interesting. Right. So right. Like I find myself on having a great memory. And it comes, so things like, you know, I brought up maps, right? Right. 
Like, I'm sure that after that first time you get lost going from point A to point B, you know you know how to get there after that. You see right. landmarks and stuff, and you're like, but there, okay. I, you know, I, I can name several instances of people ha- like n- still needing to look at their map to get to the same place they've gone to, I don't know, 10, 20 times. Right. right. Because they're right. looking at their map every time, and they're, they're reliant on it. Oh, God. That's interesting. We used to, like, me included. You know, we used to like, be delivery drivers yeah. uh, in when we were in high school for a restaurant in the Hollywood Hills. And uh, this was before, you know, smartphones well, um, existed. Right, and there was, GPS was starting to become a thing, though. A little it was bit. Start, a little bit. And, but mainly, we had to, like, just know, we had a big map at the restaurant, and we had to know where we were <laughs> right, going. Yeah. And we would get lost a lot, especially in the Hollywood Hills. Oh, God. The, oh, the I, I, addresses I cried my first time. Sometimes. <laughs> I was so late. I felt so bad. And I sometimes so bad. we would call our mom, and we'd be like, can you map quest this for right. us? Map quest us. Yeah, yeah, Ma- yeah. Map quest uh, uh, the directions. And we'd have to wait in, in the Hollywood Hills. You'd lose reception. Sure, right. um, oh, man. And uh, so but it was a whole thing. But you get lost. But you, you also get lost. discover these interesting areas sure, you don't totally. even know about. And you learn. You learn. Oh, you learn the roads. I, you you learn the roads. And the more and more you do it, the better you get at it. And you're like, you don't have to rely. And on then you also exactly. might get lost on a road that you actually have to go on a delivery at that road later on. Yeah, actually. exactly. And you're like, and you oh, okay. Well, there's is. that. Yeah. Um, with that said, there's there was another delivery driver as. Uh, uh, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking you know, about. It maps for you. Uh, GPS. GPS. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Uh, as GPS was starting to become a thing, one of the delivery drivers had it, and he would be so quick, and we were like, ah, it's not fair. <laughs> and but, I mean, I imagine delivery drivers have no stress now, like finding a place. It must be right, so easy but, now. You know? again, sure, but it, then there's maybe more accidents. Right. And right, more accidents. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. That's, an- oh, oh, that's yeah. another thing with cell phones. Sure. Oh, my God. But that's God. cell phones in general. That's cell phones in general. That's, in, that's yeah. cell phones in general. But, de- yeah, definitely more so with the, with the smartphone. But also, it's, there is something in experiencing that struggle, though. It's like I experience conflict and stress, actually. And then what comes with that after is relief and like oh this release of anxiety you're like oh thank god i'm done yeah it's, it's like very, you're really experiencing emotion whereas everyone now i mean not everyone i'm generalizing but sure it's you're in this sort of it, there's a louis ck joke about this where he's like everyone's kind of experiencing things experiencing things that everything life just pretty good all right you know what i mean <laughs> like that's how life is now and it's not this yeah. myriad of, of emotions and he's, he's talk, he talks about it in his joke. Just look it up. I don't want to waste time with it. But he talks yeah. about like pulling over and almost using his phone as a way out of getting out of an anxiety attack, basically. And he's right. like, no, I'm going to ride this through. And at the end, he felt extreme happiness afterwards because he experienced you know, right. the emotion. But you know, we've talked a lot of crap about smartphones. And all these reasons ultimately uh, lead us to not wanting to own them or sure. use them on a regular basis. We haven't talked enough about how good they can be because yeah. they're, I mean, Uber and Lyft and, and these ride sharing companies, I mean, they're very helpful. It's a great, Elaborate, you know? it's a great tool. Uh, you want me to, why don't I go through like some of my apps that I find to be just like super useful? We've even used Uber and Lyft on a number of occasions for gigging around, like sure. because we have we'll to bring, bring our smartphone with us. We have us. to bring our, yeah, yeah, we have to, we have musical equipment. As long equipment, as it's it's like, yeah. Yeah, as long as there's Wi-Fi, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Actually, a lot of the, the subway stations have Wi-Fi now, actually, too. It's interesting. So, actually, and now looking at it, I'm like, ah, oh, is this something I even want to mention? Because uh, it seems so <laughs> frivolous. But. So, the map, I, I use the map app almost, I mean, it's just all the time. All the time. What's that about? Is that like a... No, it's just a, it's a just, map. It's just Google yeah. Maps. It's and Google it maps. just gets you, it's like... It, Knows exactly where you are, which is scary to a lot of people. Sure, sure. Um, sure. But I just presume that, uh, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I'm I, sure you I've used it gotten, on your way over here. I've gotten unlost so many times. I've I use it on the way here, and it and it's especially important when your plans get sidetracked. Sure. Right. Like if the D isn't running, oh my god, what am like I? The D was my only plan. I wrote the D like you know, take the D to this stop and walk over. But if it's not running... Was it not running? No, it was. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, like, if, right. you know. If it wasn't, what would he have done? What instead? would I have done? Right, right. right. Um, let's see. I have... For a... the future, you would take the N. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah. Um, I use the Yelp app a lot, which I think is like, I don't know, it's silly, but... You know, if you if you want to meet at a bar, or restaurant, sure, or something like that, yeah. you want to oh, see... Oh, no doubt. No, I'm, got good I remember we being with a friend, and we were like... You know, we were going to go to this one Chinese restaurant, and it was closed for some reason. She's like, oh, yeah. let's check out what's another place in the area that might be good to go to. Sure. And, we, you know, we went to a good place. Yeah, don't get me sure. wrong. I understand that, yeah. Uh, there's the weather app, which obviously it's a no-brainer. If you're at home every morning, you can check the weather on your yeah, laptop do, or whatever. Yeah, we do that. We do but that. if you are, you know, en route somewhere, and you're deciding between going home first to change uh-huh. into like rain boots or whatever yeah. and just going straight to wherever you're going the weather app is a, yeah i don't like i'm defending every one of these <laughs> yeah. uh, no it's i mean they're they're obviously yeah. useful um although i feel like you should probably be bringing up app i mean the map app is a, is a good one like that's yeah. that's definitely like something that even two days ago trying to find this recording studio we went the wrong direction and we even asked a few people and we're like, Hey, is Jefferson that way or that way? And they're like, Oh, it's that way. And it was not that a couple I mean, people said it was in it said yeah. it and it was the wrong direction. I don't know what it is about New York, but people just are willing to just give directions that they are compl- like, they don't know what they're talking about, but they'll just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go yeah. that way. And, uh, right. And like, what? Uh, I've done that before. Actually, I was like so <laughs> certain. And then the, <laughs> I realized like, Two blocks later, that I gave the lady the completely wrong directions, and I was like, felt so shit. I was like, oh, she'll just ask someone else. <laughs> He's gonna do the same thing. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, I mean, another thing. About, I mean, I know I'm and, and there's inst- I'm just just uh, piggyback off of like other apps that are useful, especially yeah. in this environment that we live in. Uh, Instagram and and for a lot of people, sure, Snapchat market. and yeah. just. You're able to promote yourself if you're in an entertainment but business. But also you're able to keep in touch with your fan base on a more immediate level than right. you sure. ever were able to before. But as a, um, as a consumer of Instagram, I, I would, like, I, I don't know. I think it's one of the more addictive apps that I wish I could just not, I, I wish it didn't exist. In Interesting. Yeah, Go it's just speak, like, t- I just waste so much time on Instagram. I totally understand that. Although I will say we promote our podcast even on Instagram and it does get listeners that way. Does it really? Um, especially yeah. through different hashtags too, you know? 
Um, and if you, you put use. a funny, stupid photo along with your sure. thing, and it's sure. like, oh, um, these guys. So oh, yeah, great for great for marketing purposes. Actually, stupid, stupid for stuff. everything else. Actually, the reason, the only reason I even knew about the last show of your guys is that I went to was from an Instagram post. Exactly. There you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. well you know, um, it worked. It, yeah. it worked. <laughs> I, I will say also another good thing about smartphones is. Uh, you could download or listen to podcasts while you're on the subway. While you're on the subway. Yeah. On, the, on the train, you yeah. know? I mean, that's, a, that's how a lot of people listen to podcasts. But all know? these are so dichotomous because, yes, you can do that, but, you know, if you're listening to a podcast, you're not engaging with the world around you. That's true as well. So. That's true, but, you know, you could say that about even old, in olden times, you would read on the subway. You're not engaging with times. the outside world. <laughs> yeah. Necessarily, yeah, that's I mean? true. That's true. You're still doing something, and, and oh, don't get me wrong. There's something about the age we live in now, with even television being more immediate to us on the internet. Uh, it's made me not really enjoy reading so much anymore. I, I, novels, that fiction, sure. that, fiction that is. Yeah, yeah. I, I read Wikipedia articles all the time, <laughs> yeah. but again, that's you have to go on the internet for that. But there's something about reading. Uh, Actual you know books that it, I'm, I and I was a comparative literature major, right, and I, the amount of books I've read since I graduated from college is very minimal. Actually, huh. you know, I think that's. I mean, I've always, I, I don't think it that also has, has to, to do, do with, with us. Uh, it also has to do with us always being very uh, busy and working on our careers. That yeah, it's when, so much. That's always to on my mind. All that other stuff. It, it, it's like yeah. it, you, re, you know, reading does take some brain power. Whereas TV. It is, it's just also, I think after college, I was just like, boy, I just consumed a lot of reading. I don't want to read ever again kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. I know it sounds stupid and it really does. It's just, maybe I have, maybe this whole generation is like, has ADD. Had his ADD in a way. Yeah. But I, I certainly do. And, um, I'm sorry, so what I, were we talking about? So I grew up, I grew up <laughs> hating reading, actually. Right, right. And right. only over the last few years have tried to force myself to get into it because, like, it goes back to my contrarian nature, I think, of just, like, not wanting to, <laughs> like, if nobody's reading, I'm going to be the guy that's reading. And I, like, I, you know, I refuse to get a Kindle. <laughs> You know, I buy no, books. I, oh, I like, I, but that's, a, that's, a, and I know. stack them on my nice Sure, yeah, I know. I I'm like, like, I'm eventually going to get to that. Yeah. But, I like uh, that tactile yeah. feeling of actually, yeah, you're eventually going to get, I feel yeah. accomplished I when I do that with Netflix a, DVDs. Actually. When I, oh, yeah. when I turn a page, I'm like, oh, I, I finished that page. Sure, and when I finish yeah. the book, it's like, look at what I just re- I read all these pages and I'm closing the book. And, if, and I can I like the touch of the pages. I like the smell of some books. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about actually uh, albums, like music albums in general. Like I like owning a physical CD or a record because there's something about being able to see not just the album art, but you know, just having a physical copy of it, it means something more than sure, just having sure. a digital copy. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just more human to you know. You're just experiencing more senses you know yeah yeah exactly um but uh i guess well anyway anything else any other positives ab- about uh well about smartphones? I, um let's see uh, let me look at other apps i mean that that thing <laughs> that i that i want to <laughs> i just but that going back to that thing though like i i'm i'm the same way in i have an innate uh uh innate contrarian feel, contrarian yeah. attitude 
toward uh, conformity. Sure. And I, well, that's why I don't, that, yeah. that's, that's why I don't do a lot of trendy things in general is that yeah. I, I, it's not that I'm trying to be contrarian. It is that I actually, that's the way I feel. Yeah, you of know? course. I mean, well, it's, yeah, it'd be very exhausting to, it, tr- I mean, it's already exhausting being contrarian, but to try to be contrarian. Right. I guess it's just like it, the yeah. idea of not, basically when everyone becomes a sheep, and everyone's doing the same thing, then that maybe there's some weird, some conscious or unconscious thing in in being a human that I know that that allows people to take advantage of you actually easier. If you are if you are not if you are just like everybody else, you sure. know what I mean. And yeah, in yeah. a weird way, oh, we've conformed everyone into society, and now we can control them easier. And it's like, I don't want to be controlled. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think that's a big problem. I actually don't like the idea of, which is probably why I don't like it when people tell me that I have to get a cell phone. It's because like, I don't like being controlled. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. But I would say, so a couple more arguments for smartphones. Sure. And then I want to talk about smart uh, uh, apps that I've had to delete. Sure, um, and then we should wrap things yeah, up. Yeah, actually. yeah, we should. Um, so, writing notes. I use Evernote. I think it's like, you know, I, I mean, you can walk is. around with a you can walk around with a notebook, and uh, I don't know. I'm just terrible with that kind of stuff because I, I have like 17 notebooks at a given time. Sure, and there's sure. no organization or anything like that. Oh, so, I totally you know, understand. Just being able to jot notes down into your phone. I think is very useful. And then I also have this app called Trello, which allows me, I just like add, it's like a project management app, but I just like add a card for every little thing that I'm going to do within the day. So I, so, you know, it's just like my to-do list Sure. and I can just move down it, get rid of it once I've done it and all that kind of stuff. Sure. It can allow you to be more organized for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, and that, I mean, I think that's kind of my, like it's, it's all about the user is what my argument. Sure. Efficiency. It's person, 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 person basis. It's yeah. person, person basis. If you look at it, you know, on the grand scheme of things, yes, we, we as a, as a society seem to be going down the shithole because uh, at least partially related to smartphones. Mm-hmm. But, but in, in they a way, are very it, useful. And yeah, and, and it's be, but it's allowing things for more convenience and more efficiency, yeah, you know, right. that, which can be good, you know. Yeah. yeah. But so for, I personally have to like set rules for myself. Like I no longer allow myself to have any games on my phone. And so those are the apps you've deleted. So I I started out saying I'm never going to have a game on my phone. And then I got Sudoku, which is like, all right, this is like a mind, it's a mind building game or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I found I was so addicted to it (laughs) that like, I mean, not like completely addicted to it, but like, you know, first it was just like, all right, I only use it when I'm, you know, going to the bathroom. And then I found like whenever there was an idle moment, I would be like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll just play around with Sudoku, you know? And it just became this thing, right? It's like a drug straight up. Yeah, and that was literally... Okay, so it was that and this other game called Two Dots, which is, like, kind of strategic, but still, I just... It took over my life. And then the the dating apps also fall in that category. Sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. speak on the dating apps, actually. Um, I couldn't... It was, I, I know we don't... <clears throat> yeah, well, so just there. very quickly, it was very bad for my ego just because... You know, I wasn't getting I wasn't getting the connections. <laughs> so I think girls so alone, I think girls in general get a lot more uh, uh yeah, I'm sure connections yeah. than, than guys. You know? Yeah. But um so I wasn't getting I wasn't getting any connections, but it was it was also that thing where it's like whenever there was an idle moment, I would just be like, All right, well let me just like swipe ten 
10 girls and see what happens. Uh, which is like a whole nother yeah. problematic it thing, actually. Insane. It becomes a addicting. whole nother problematic. Yeah. Because you're no, but like, just the idea of swiping based totally, on looks. You know, totally. Kind of but it becomes because, addictive. Then, say you do have a match. Now what? You're going to have to like... I mean, so yeah, it, that's a whole thing. But. but you're right. It does become addictive. Even in your idle moment, you're like, all right, how many... Let's see how many swipes it takes before I get a map match, and then how many swipes does it take to get to a match? <laughs> to get to the, the world, world may never well, know. For me, it took yeah. a lot longer than I would have liked. But, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing, though. We we had an episode on online online dating yeah, uh, before, that. and yeah. um, because I actually am for it in in, in general, even though it, there yeah. are negatives about it. Sure, and we are talking about the negatives right now, uh, or some of the negatives, but. Um, and he was against it, actually. Well, overall. I was against it for myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm against it for myself, too. I, as an individual, first of all, don't photograph well. And I'm just generally more charming in person. Well, you than, look great in person. <laughs> well, thank you. But, but like, there's, it's just easier for me yeah. to connect with someone in person than like trying to come up with a witty thing to text you know, through an app. Sure, yeah. And I know. It's so formulaic in a way. I agree. I'm always thinking, when I have to, I mean... I stress out enough about sending emails, like wording it properly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, and you know, there's plenty of comics have done jokes about like, you know, sarcasm being related through text or through, sure, exactly. through apps or tone, something like yeah. that. And it's tone, like, yeah. uh, you know, and yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, it's like, it is, which is another argument for speaking to the person directly you know, on the phone. Yeah. Um, anyway, continue your, Oh, I think that I think that was that's a, all you yeah, said. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I also say like uh, a good thing. I think that I've found recently that I've been using the smartphone that we use at home is when I'm brushing my teeth, washing my face, I can listen to music. I mean, I just yeah. I, I, it's not like I have to bring my whole computer or anything into the bathroom. I could just have this smartphone in my pocket, even. I know, sure. but and you or, may argue or that listen to like um, or podcasts actually. You know? Sure, but you could argue that. Your time for thinking about whatever it may be totally is totally. now lost because you were yeah. brushing your teeth and you were thinking about something. Now, someone like me, but it's nice to just actually before you go to bed. I would say it's nice to put on some music to help you relax. Actually, sure, depends I, on you who know, you are. Depends, depends I on. I need to not. I need that time of just like brushing my teeth and all that stuff to be just about brushing my teeth because I have so much trouble falling asleep. So like I have to kind of. Me too. You know, just ramp down from all inputs and all that kind of stuff during that period. Yeah. Right, right, I mean, right, right, right. I, I kind of think of myself as kind of a paradox and in a way, like, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't, I want to be contrary, or I don't want to be, but I am contrary and I'm stubborn about getting a phone. But at the same time, I overthink about things all the time. Sure. And maybe having something distracting myself <laughs> yeah. would actually help ease my anxiety a little bit. But it's actually funny. So you mentioning the, you know, the tone, you know, tone gets lost sure. over text and all that kind of stuff. Yes, it's true. Um, and yes, you know, certain jokes are lost, but it's also created new delivery systems for oh, absolutely. Oh my Twitter God. is a big thing for Twitter. Comics. Yeah, yeah. Twitter is huge. Actually, even uh, just within a, t a text chain, like there's, there's certain types of jokes oh, that only exist within a text chain. Me, sure. me and my brothers, when Skype was first starting to become a thing, yeah. like they had these different symbols on there. They that, were like, they were like, like emojis, emojis essentially. Yeah, yeah. And we would, 
we some of them thought it was so, so they, some of them funny. looked so funny that and like, we started in, we started like, coming you know, up with yeah. ways to tell stories, just a whole story with just these emojis, <laughs> right. and, and we, we would have to try to decipher them. And we're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. you're trying to say here that, and it became a game. Actually, it became really funny. So it was another form of amusement, yeah, uh, new, entertainment, and new medium, really. new medium. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure, sure. So um, uh, to wrap things up here, like our fi- what's the final word here? Like smartphones, there there are many advantages to them, but it it really depends on the user whether or not sure. they're going to be abused. You know, I think it goes to you know the guns don't kill people, people with guns kill people. Uh, Something there, like something there. Although like people, I don't necessarily people, agree with that, actually. Right, guns are but different. Don't agree with phones that. aren't shitty. People who use phones create shitty. I don't know. Yeah, right, yeah. Just, but but the gun a, thing is is different because yeah, it, maybe it's, it's like because there's nothing really killing, useful. There's nothing in useful a, well, in, in a, a, opening g- jars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can understand. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's a whole debate. Yeah, yeah, actually, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. we no, had a gun. And it wasn't really a good. I understand what you were saying, though. I understand what you were saying. Opening jars, though, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When Homer gets a gun in this one Simpsons episode, he's just, like, using it for everything. He, like, opens (laughs) opens, like a soda or something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, my argument is that it can be a very useful tool, but um, it it also tends to bring the shittiest out of people and has... um, And it kind of compounds when everybody is doing it. You know, but right. ultimately, you're for having one, though, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I just think I just think it needs um, uh, parents need to, you know, instill some kind of real world virtue. I actually yeah, think people. I think kids shouldn't have kids. smartphones. Until I totally agree. There's no until reason for there's them. No reason to have that. There's yeah, no why? reason for there's kids no reason. to have smartphones. I don't think they should have it. If you until, want to give them a Nokia. Brick phone, that's fine. You know, have them play Snake, like we had. <laughs> like you. we did. Yeah. Like we did. It was fun. Yeah, it was look a fun. At us. We turned out all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, what's your final word, Nick? Oh, I was already, already, already on your final. Yeah, yeah I already I said so. my, my final, final word. Mind. Then I would just say is ultimately, I, and I know this isn't exactly really what the poem is about, but you know, I took the road less traveled, and it has made all the difference. Whether or not that's a good or bad thing, I like that it is the different. I, I like that it is different, you know, and that is, yeah. and I know that's not really what the poem is. I mean, if you really delve into what the poem is about, it actually means a little, something a little bit different. Uh, but I, I identify with that idea a lot, you know, right. um, for, be- for better or for worse. I don't, it's just maybe the idea of just control, actually, you sure. know, and I yeah. don't like that. Um, and that's just a personal thing, you know what I mean? And that's sure. not the same for everybody. And it's also just having that phone brings up all those bad associations too as well. And that, I think, uh, is my final word. Well... Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Oh, wait, hold on. Do you want to promote anything? Oh, do you want to promote anything? No, I got nothing to plug. I'm good. You sure you don't want to plug (laughs) anything? just open mics for now, so yeah. What about your your production company? Uh, Yeah, oh yeah, City Goat Productions. We do, uh, um, so we've been developing a lot of pilots lately, uh, trying to get some of those sold. Um, But we also do marketing videos, if anybody... uh, And where can people find So you you can go to our website, uh, citygoatproductions.com. Citygoatproductions.com. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, I didn't mention this before. Um, f- if you want to buy tickets to our upcoming uh, comedy music show called Vintage Basement with Max and Nikki, 
uh, go visit our website, maxinicki.com slash vintage dash basement. Even if you just go to maxinicki.com, the first picture you see, you can just click on that and you'll be directed to the website. Anyway, thanks for joining us today, Nikon. Uh, It was a pleasure having you. It was great. It was fun. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. Tune in next time.